0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Protein Bites podcast. My name is Adriano. I am your host for today, going to be talking about all things health and fitness as per usual on the Protein Bites podcast, things that interest me, things that have been happening in the week, problems that I need to solve with clients, and then a few other things. And I think for a fitness podcast, this is the best way to do it, talking about relevant things that real people are struggling with at the moment. So yeah. Going to run off the top of the dome we're probably going to cover maybe three topics today uh i want these topics to be covered maybe a bit more um covered a bit more comprehensively than i have done in the past if i sound a bit nasally it's because i am moving along so one of the viewers listeners wanted to know about sort of the best protein sources that you can get at the moment uh this could be protein powders could be chicken breasts, that sort of stuff. So for me, there is no best. There's what's right for you. Okay. So there's a fair few things that we want to go through when we're, we're putting together a diet or a structure of food that we want to eat every day. So number one has to be, can we eat it for the rest of let's say a three to six month period? Can we eat it reliably every day? or make it part of our weekly diet. And if the answer is yes, then you're good to go. Okay. So we're going to start off with like, let's say five, five protein sources. We've got beef. Now that can come in the form of mince or steak, mince, steak, We've Got chicken, chicken, that can be chicken thighs, chicken breasts. Let's go eggs, protein powders. And now I'd say like legumes and beans and stuff, but they're really not that high in protein. Like I, I did vegetarian for about four years and vegan for about one of those four. And I integrated a lot of beans and whatever into my diet. And really it's not uh, <laughs> it's not the most efficient way to get in your protein, put it that way. You've got to eat a lot of food to, to hit those numbers. So you we know, were beef, chicken, eggs, um, protein powder, and we're going to say like something like a tofu or something. Okay. If you're vegetarian, um, we could do fish as well. We'll do fish as well. So we'll have sticks. Those are your heavy hitters. Okay. You could delve into seafood a bit more and prawn, etc. But uh, these are the most common. So beef really depends on your goals. So if your goal is to bulk up, you're going to want to have uh, regular beef mince. I think 10% to 17% is pretty is pretty safe. I wouldn't recommend going to the 17% regular mints. But if you're on a budget, that's a great way to do it. Okay, getting those cheaper cuts of mints is going to lock, lower your your cost down by a significant amount. And therefore, you'll be able to eat more without incurring a lot more cost. But simply because I don't like to eat a lot of fat in my diet, I like getting my fat from more fun sources, I will definitely go with a extra lean beef mince. So for me, if I'm cutting down, uh, and as I said at the start, right, this is for you, it's not for anybody else. So if I'm cutting weight, which I probably am, which I definitely am at the moment, I'm gonna be going with um, mince that is under 5%, or I feel at steak, that's me personally. I can't eat other steak, I can eat it, but I don't like it. So that's where we'll sort of, that's where I'll draw my lines. Chicken, gun, my personal favorite because it's so easy to cook. What I do is I'll get the marinated packs from Coles. They'll have or Woolies or whatever. I'm sure they have the same shit. What you'll do is you'll get there. I don't know one kilo marinated packs. boom, put that in the oven at like whatever 180 degrees for 50 minutes. Seal it at the top. Your chicken's perfect every single time. You don't need to think about it. So for me, that's perfect. Now, yes. Does it come with some extra thigh fillet? And does that thigh fillet have a bit extra fat? Absolutely. Am I okay with the convenience trade-off? Absolutely. So, for me, if I'm looking at chicken, I'm going with those marinated packs, and you'll get some chicken breast out of that, but you also get some chicken thigh. So it's not the leanest. It's not the not not leanest. It's a good it's a good deal as well because you'll probably get you'll probably get around a kilo of chicken, which is about 200 grams of protein total in that. So I think that's a pretty pretty safe bet if you want to get in your protein intake for the week. If you think about it like that for me i need about a kilo plus of meat probably 1.2 kilos of meat every day if i'm just eating meat to get in my protein sources but everyone's different so eggs another good one high in fat uh, but high in protein so just keep that in mind you've got about 150 calories per two eggs so if you're bulking this is a great option chuck in i used to do about four to six eggs I think that's a great way to do it. Even if I'm cutting weight, fat digests a lot slower than your protein or your carbs. So I would definitely recommend chucking in some fat uh, to slow digestion and to sort of stay fuller for longer. Um, that's just how I like to do things, although it doesn't really typically make sense. Um, I think it's a good way to have a, long sustained, um, a longer sustained energy release for me and, and my eating behaviors than it is to have something that's short, sharp, like fast digesting white bread or, or proteins or things like that that are in and out of the system. Well, not in and out of the system, but have a higher um, digestion rate. And so that'll mean it'll change your blood glucose levels and that sort of stuff relative to to what you eat. The speed of that and the spike of that will change relative to that, the glycemic index of the food you have typically. So there's eggs. I recommend if you're cutting or bulking, they're great. Protein powder, same thing. Uh, look, don't overcomplicate it used to work at a supplement store and used to make my own pre-workout. So supplements were like my life for for a period of time there. Loved it. Dedicated myself to it for a fair amount of time. And protein powders are protein powders. Don't worry about fucking casein, night night, time digesting, bull crap. It's all a bunch of marketing hype. You need a good WPC, so whey protein concentrate. A WPI, whey protein isolate. You'll only use that if you're really heavily into a dieting phase. I'm talking if you're a bodybuilder. Otherwise, whey protein concentrate, it's like half the price, or a third of like two thirds of the price of WPI. And it does the exact same thing. Okay, so don't overthink it. Just chuck that in there. If you're bulking, I'd recommend maybe chucking in some carbohydrate powder in there or something to help you out. Otherwise, just have some pieces of toast and some peanut butter and enjoy the food that you're eating. Don't necessarily go with convenience unless you're really trying to put on some mass. Okay. So protein powders can be used when you're cutting or bulking. No dramas. Tofu. Tofu has about twenty grams of protein per hundred grams, but it also is quite high in carbohydrates, I believe, and moderately high in fat. Um, So, for me, it's not my preferred protein source, and I ate it, I ate it nonstop for like four years. So I'm very, very burnt out of tofu. But I think that's the way to go forward. Okay. So I don't really have much to say on tofu. I think if you're cutting or bulking, it's a great solution. I'm just can't do it, (laughs) and it's really, really hard to get in you know, let's say a kilo or, or even half a kilo of that to get in 100 grams of protein or 200 grams of protein. It's really hard to get that in. Okay. So cutting or bulking, you're good to go. Fish would be the next one. Um, fish typically your barramundi is really lean, lean cut kind of fish. I'd recommend that or you got bassa, but bassa kind of tastes like cardboard. So I wouldn't recommend that cause I like food that I want to eat. Uh, as we said, is beef something you like, chicken, etc. are they things that you want to eat for that period? Yes, then cool, chuck them in. If not, leave it out. So barramundi, is it go for me for fish? I could eat that regularly. I just don't really like the preparation of it. It's not really my go-to. I don't really enjoy it that much, but some people do. So each to their own. Um, but you've pretty much got bassa, barramundi, and there's some other ones, just make sure it's not salmon because salmon's pretty much 50% fat or close to. So just keep that in mind because it'll just bump up the calories for no extra sort of purpose. I find I'd rather have some, those fats be used up by some fun food. than I would have them be used up by salmon fat, but everyone's different. Those are my preferences. It's not based in any sort of health-based thing. It's more adherence to a diet protocol. Okay. So there's number one, our top six, um, protein sources and sort of where to find them. Um, Again, your number one thing should be, can you enjoy, could you enjoy eating these for the next three to six months of like a dieting exercise phase? If the answer is yes, keep them in. And then it should be, okay, what are my goals? Well, if my goals are to lean out, well, I should have 5% mince. I should have chicken breast. I should have less eggs, maybe protein powder. I should have your WPC, tofu, whatever, fish. I should have lean fish, not salmon. Those certain things would be what I would gear my uh, sites to and go from there, okay? That's number one. Number two, what are some of of the things that my clients have struggled with quite a bit in um, in the last week? So typically tracking has been a really hard one for clients, wanting to get back on the wagon and dealing with external effects like weather, all that sort of stuff. Because weather, believe it or not, can definitely impact your mood and make you not really want to uh, train, move around or do much. So what can we do when we are feeling a little bit flat from the weather? Uh, Anything like that. So last week I talked about friction. So reducing your friction between uh, habits, good habits. So we want to make it as easy as we can for us to come to the gym. We want to make it as easy as we can for us to enjoy good food. Okay. How we do that is let's say if we wanna to get to the gym at 6 a.m., we are gonna one, set the alarm. Two, we're gonna lay out all the clothes the night before. Three, we're gonna probably have make a coffee or have some sort of pre-workout phone, coffee. So we're having like some sort of like liquid commitment to the process. Because once you've had a coffee or a pre-workout, you're not going back, back to fucking bed. Like you need to slam that and then get on your way. And that is increasing the friction for you to to do the bad habit, which would not be not going to the gym. Okay, so what we're doing is setting an alarm, laying out clothes, phone a coffee, and then obviously booking in a time with a PT or with a friend or for ourselves that we have to be at the gym. Can't be late. So if it's 6 a.m., mark that down, write all that down, have that down as a little system. And that is gonna make it 10 times easier for you to go ahead and nail those habits. And make sure you're getting to the gym more often than not. Because I think if you're not, if you're not doing these things, it's going to become probably a bit too difficult. And you're going to find a lot of excuses not to, which is perfectly normal in the scheme of things. But is that going to get you towards your goals? Absolutely not. So that's why we shouldn't do them. Number three. So that was number two, sort of getting through winter, figuring out some ways that we can encourage good habits planning is always the fucking way to go always plan always prepare like meal prepping all my clients that meal prep do so fucking well it's crazy but the ones that don't don't do as well on on average there's some I'm sure that don't prep but the clients that prep do really fucking well the clients that don't don't do as well on average if we averaged out all their numbers week to week find the ones that prep to absolutely nail it okay so Let's go number three, tracking calories. So if you're someone that tracks calories and you find that like, um, if you find that like it brings a lot of anxiety, I think you need to go see somebody, okay? You should probably go see, speak to a therapist. You should probably go um, get some support around why it is you have this adverse reaction to monitoring your food intake. Because you wouldn't have the same... If you were told, hey, you need to track your finances, I don't think you'd have the same amount of anxiety looking at your bank as you would looking at the scale or looking at your food intake. Like even if it's your bank, I don't think you'd have the same amount of anxiety. And so I think purely it's a psychological thing that you probably need to address. And the reason why I say this is because a lot of people do not um, address deeper psychological issues and then come and think personal training is going to solve it, which it won't. I think therapy and personal training are two things that you need to endeavor to encourage into your life on a regular basis. And if you're not, you're leaving a lot of progression and self love and enjoyment of your life on the table. A lot of people think that they're better off, you know, doing things their own on their their own, but your thinking got you to where you are. You know, your thinking got you needing to lose weight. Your behavior got you in a, in a spot where you're not feeling the best. You need a solution to a problem that you have. Whereas if you're proactive and you're using other people and you're bouncing off other professionals to solve your problems, I think you're going to be in a much better place. So I just wanted to say that as a forewarning to tracking, because a lot of people have that problem where it does bring out a lot of neurosis, a lot of um, stress and anxiety from from tracking food. If you are one of those people then please seek help from a therapist around that in conjunction with that. A lot of therapists probably won't sympathize, uh, but I use the analogy of it's like a bank. Uh, tracking your finances and if you can't track your finances with anxiety you probably have to go see someone too uh, but I, I think that might help you okay but until then i want you to think about tracking like a food diary okay so what tracking your calories does is it gives your coach or yourself a really good understanding of what your patterns and behaviors are like and that's it it's just data collection i tell all my clients that start up look i don't want you to be murdering your calories and getting super low and and killing yourself unless you want to which i can facilitate that in a, in a healthy way too but what you need to do is is keep a food diary and then by doing that every day you're gonna go oh fuck i have only got actually 1500 calories for the rest of the, like for the day i better not get that little candy bar and the large coffee if i go to a small small candy bar and a small coffee i can actually have both of those things both treats and go on with my day versus if I have a large of both of those things, well, then I'm well over and I'm not going to make any progress. So all tracking does is keep you accountable. And a lot of people need accountability. That's the main reason why I have a job. is because one, like technique, obviously support, guidance, education, but two, accountability is so fucking important when you're doing personal training or trying to better yourself. I need coaches. I have coaches. I need someone to be accountable to so I can face up to face the noise when i when i do I step out of the line you know step out of the boundaries which i do a lot i'm a very rebellious i'm a very re- a very rebellious um student at times you know because i i think i know better and i don't so it's just that sort of stuff that you need a, a good check on so all that tracking does is keep you in check keep the facts where the facts are, what did I eat? And when, instead of being able to fool yourself and go, well, I think I did pretty well on Saturday. I didn't eat too bad. And then you forget about the la- the two large coffees. You forget about the muffin. You forget about the peanut butter toaster you had at like five o'clock before dinner. All those things add up probably to a 1000 to 1500 calories. And so by, by the time you finished on a Sunday, you're like, fuck, I've actually gone over by 3000 for the two days. So just tracking and making sure that's in place is super important. Now, how can we encourage um, better tracking behaviors. This is a hard one. My number one tip is put my fitness pal or whatever your tracking uh, app is to the front page. Always put it to the first page of your phone, so it's front of mind. Anything that's the most important to you, put it on the front page. Second thing is you're going to stop all notifications on your phone other than text messages. Okay, so you have to actually go into the app to check the messages. You don't want to be notified a thousand times a day. Emails, da, da da da. Delete and turn off all those fucking notifications. They're distracting you from the things that are important, which would be tracking for your fitness goals. A lot of people, myself included, can get lost into the rabbit hole of uh, your phone, and it's really important to not do that because that's going to stop you from tracking. So, delete all the notifications on your phone is number two. So number one, app on the front page. Number two, stop or delete unnecessary apps, and um, turn off all notifications. Number three is going to be make a habit of tracking with every meal. So track before you eat. Before you eat. Like having a glass of water before you eat food when you're dieting is a really good idea. Track your calories before you eat them. Okay, so before you sit down and eat, punch the numbers in. And if it's three meals, then punch those in. So by the end of the day, you don't have to recount those are my three tips for um my three tips for tr- making tracking easier is putting my fitness pal to the front page um putting my fitness pal to the front page deleting and turning off notifications in excess apps and um ah, what was the last one <laughs> um and tracking before you eat Okay. Those will be the three things uh, that I think are going to help you the most. Okay. Guys, look, that's been, um, my episode on best protein types training in winter and tracking your food and how to do that a lot better. Hope this podcast served you well. Hope it helped a little, a little bit. I think it, I think there's some pretty useful tips in there and, uh, Happy dieting and I'll talk to you guys next week. If you have any questions, shoot them over to me at Riz Fitness or the Thick PT, Thick with two Cs, and Instagram and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.